Welcome back, team, to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs, a podcast designed to teach you that the ordinary is truly extraordinary. I'm your host, Alex Hofelt. You bring the curiosity. I'll bring the science. Let's do this. Logan people, welcome to another episode of Beautiful Dustbacks. We are going to dive in this week into music. I recently got in contact with a fan named Heather, and I gave Heather a shout out in the last few episodes here. But she's studying musical theory, and she asked, she was she was talking about the connections of music and putting quotations. I hope I didn't miss this one, and you didn't. I have not done anything on music yet, although I've always wanted to. So we're going to take some time with this here. We're going to go with it. It's an interesting topic. So a quick Google search. I, it actually comes up with too many. That, that's, it's too many to count. But I found a number from a data, a data alchemist named Glenn McDonald that says there's 1,264 different genres or types of music that are out there in the world. On Vsauce, I learned that there were 28 million songs on iTunes, 45 million songs on Last.fm, and the Grace Notes, Grace Notes database has 130 million different songs listed, which would take you roughly 1,200 years to listen to all that music. And the word music itself, you know, we've, we've talked in other episodes other episodes about the connections of everything, the neuroplasticity, the ideas of language and, and, and words, you know, and music is a word. It is a very weighted word. It's a connected world. We all understand right now, if you, you close your eyes, stand there, sit there, you know, you can understand and you, you have moments in your life where music has made a difference to you the, through the idea of beauty, through fear, through longing, through sitting in, a, sitting, on, sitting in your day, right, just doing your thing and all of a sudden you get in the car and just at the right time, at the right moment, that perfect song comes up or that go-to song that you use or looping songs over and over to, you know, signify memory and signify concentration or relaxation. You know, there's there's a song called Weightlessness that I've been using at the end of all my Shavasana classes when I'm teaching when I teach yoga's on Thursday in Gray's Lake. Uh, at the yoga effect and we use this I've been using this every single week for about a month now in my shavasana the end chill out time because neuroscience has said that this is the most relaxing song in the world it's the most relaxing song ever on primordial tones and that's awesome to think about the music the word itself is latin for musica or greek for musique and it means the art of muses that's kind of cool right you know the muse a muse is not just a band and they have a good band because they're a good band and they have a song called super massive black hole which is sweet kids always to bring that up when we start talking about black holes, but they've been kind of fading. I haven't heard from them in a while, but they're a pretty fascinating little band there. And these guys, uh, not these guys, the Muse, the Muse is this thing you're connected to. Your your Muse is something, or you know, there's there's even the mythology of the Muse, this this thing that motivates you, that taps into the creative spirit. And music is a creative expression. And we talk about all this stuff, right? In episode 29, I've talked about the ideas of the sights and sounds of the world. And what we're focusing on today is this idea of really the medium you're sitting in, this this atmosphere, this earth that music exists onto, and these amazing little eardrums, these ears that have the ability to take the sound waves, turn them into mecha- mechanical energy, which is all great and we could break down the physics of it you know this idea that it's just vibrating strings and you have all the different the different tones and timbers and all these different worlds around us that actually personify a musical note just the standing wave wavelength and frequency distance between the peaks the speed at which the peaks are going all of these things signify into creating what we consider to be music and that's a pretty awesome thing to think about we can signify it we can bring it in we can pull it in through our ears and it becomes a part of us it emanated and began in someone's brain someone's imagination and use the technology 
technology and these amazing, awesome evolutionary adapt- adaptations of bi- brain and brain and body. Have you ever met anyone that's an amazing musician? My girlfriend's a great musician. I used to have a friend, Jason, who was a heck of a, uh, a, fr- a heck of a guitarist. I had a buddy named Tim who was a heck of a piano player. And Jason never knew this. Every once in a while, we'd be hanging out, and my eyes would kind of glance down to his hands, and I was just kind of pondering the idea of the power in those hands. His hands that could just fly around this keyboard or the, key, the fretboard, you know, just plucking and flying and just going through playing this amazing, awesome blues and everything that was out there. And it's such an incredible connection that we start to see these things. You know, these ideas that music can connect us primordially. And sounds is, it's not crazy when you think about sound, you know. Sound is something we need to understand. We have primitive brain cells. We have primitive, not cells, we have primitive brain regions that are attuned to sounds. You know, your body actually personifies sound very rapidly. It can take in a sound probably quicker than I think it takes in a smell. Actually, I take it back. Don't quote me on that one. It's, it's fast, right? Something, something snaps in behind you or something goes or there's a sound that's making you uncomfortable. That's your primitive reptilian brain. You know, that's the old, like, is that bush a tiger? It's a tiger. You know, we, we, we are ingrained with this idea. You know, music is a part of us. Vibration. Speech. We're, we're, we, are, we are associated with certain tones. You know, we are hardwired for speak. We are hardwired to be able to take these things. And that's one of the things we're talking about in this. The connection to the beauty of the whole thing. Almost seeing, you know, the symphony of nature. Like nature itself, this body, this world, this everything to us is just cycles, is the rhythm of life. Is, you know, we use all these different terms, these different tones to think of all these. There's hundreds of synonyms that relate to the word of, you know, not just music, but music people, music lovers, music feelings. It's an ingrained part of us. And when we start to see it, we start to see that it's all connected. You know, the, these connections, not just in music, but hopefully you're seeing with this podcast that everything is connected. You are the more connected than you could ever possibly imagine. You are this neuroplastic creature. And you listen to a song, you listen to these words, really anything. Hopefully you're seeing this. This is my favorite thing to ponder right now is the idea of neuroplasticity. This idea that the brain is in a constant state of rewiring. Your nervous system is in a constant state of rewiring. You know, the fact that somebody, you know, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not born with the ability just to play music. It takes time to study it. It takes time to practice it. You are wiring your nervous system. Your nervous system is learning the patterns, learning the frets, learning everything that it can be. And when it looks beautiful, when it's when it's shown in its full expression, it looks simple. It looks like something that anybody could do and you, you just marvel at it, but you try it, it's like walking backwards. It's like eating with your left hand. Your, your, your nervous system needs to be primed for it. Your ear can become attuned to it. Music, sounds, vibrations, all of these things come together to form up and make us feel something, make us internalize that music. It is a sound wave. It is this standing pattern that we are hardwired for, this amazing adaptation we've talked about in previous episodes of language. Your language is music. It is it is oscillating strings. It's this mucus line. To, it's it's literally two strings with some various different frequencies mixing with the oral concoctions of your, of your oral cavity and your mouth and your sound waves. I know there's a lot to it, any of my speech pathologist friends out there, but in essence, it's vibrating strings. And those vibrating strings allow to send shock waves through a medium. The medium that we know about is is earth, is, is is the oxygen, is the is the air that we see. Music sounds different underwater. It can still travel because it's still a medium. It actually uh, the sound travels slowest through through a gas. It travels slightly faster through a liquid. It actually can travel fastest through a through a uh, through a solid. And that's a crazy thing to think about. So I want you to start thinking about that. Start getting into the ideas of the music itself. It, it is what it is and it do what it do and it, it's amazing in all different shapes sizes and colors you know but it relates to where it is it relates to what it's being shown through and this starts to connect this on a deeper level 
Remember, music is this gorgeous, beautiful thing that we are all somewhat connected to. You can always look up Bobby McFerry. He does this work with the pentatonic scale where he he's a musician who just uses his, his mouth and his body to go through and play amazing, really play amazing music with no instruments, just a microphone. He has a, he has a demonstration where he jumps around using pretty much playing or singing the, pentom- the pentatonic scale and how the people of the crowd very quickly start syncing up with it and singing along with him and become his backbeat and he can move and manipulate and they even don't without him even telling them what the next note is for the jump they automatically go higher they go lower they jump a note they they repeat the note it's really an amazing thing and that's what these things are man music is just melodies it's patterns We're, we listen to them they're they're very very similar we there's a cool Vsauce video talking about how will we ever run out of music and I always I always have a ponder of that sometimes I wonder will we run out of art will we run out of unique movies unique sounds unique things and people that are always haters of pop music or whatever are always saying it's the same and you've seen those cool videos where people pretty much play the same chord progression for so many different pop songs and some people get angry about that but it's also kind of neat to think about think about the fact that the entire human population the majority of people or really societies it's probably not even people it's more societal based on your culture cultures are integrated and intertwined with this certain scale this certain pattern that seems to connect over and over and over again these songs and these melodies that signify various different things and now science is validating this science is showing what's going on with this through different brain scans always coming back to these brain scanners that music can not only manipulate our body what we personify as a feel like I feel good that's my jam like here we go let's do this or that makes me sad that's a bummer of a song I hate that song that song sucks you know any of these things these emotions remember are an outcropping are us again being able to give a name to it being able to track it, being able to feel it, being able to discuss it with our humans, with the other humans around us, these ideas of emotion. And reasons doing that is because of the neurochemistry. Neurochemistry is being released. A good song can release a dopamine and oxytocin, you know, the happy drug and the cuddle drug. They can relate and bind you together. They can signify and come together with a culture. That's the magic of a concert, right? That's the magic of anything. With some of these musics, just the way music is said and sounded and sounds. It can personify emotion, and it can be used for good or for bad. You know, it can be used for propaganda. It can be used for pushing an agenda, or it could just be for connecting. You know, I sometimes go to uh, every once in a while, I'll go to a, a church. I'm not a very religious person. I'm a scientist. I'm a yoga. You know, I'm a, I'm a kind of a walking stereotype here. I, I'm not trying to get too into it, but you know, even when you go there, I love going for the music. And some of the places around here have very, very intense musical productions, and it's fun. Although I'm not super internalizing the words, I'm internalizing the vibe, internalizing the melody. And if I step back from the side of why the people are there, I enjoy it from the fact of that we are connected that we are in this place and this world and these vibrations these sounds these everythings can pull us together right it can bind us it can wire us it can allow us to communicate how many of the how many what percentage of music is is trying their best to signify hardship signify you know loss mostly right i mean how many songs are are written because of a breakup or something like that but it's another way of communicating man and i'm telling you that's the greatest thing you know that we are these people these humans that are connected together we sometimes feel alone we feel like we're not there and we listen to music because we can connect right we can see and we can feel that someone else is speaking the language someone else has these primordial feelings with inside them inside themselves and then we can share it we can do this 
But the cool thing, and something I always ponder and look to, is the idea that the music that is on today, right, whatever epic song you could possibly imagine, you know, what are the songs I'm digging right now? I've always loved the Black Keys for a long time, used to be in all different types, you know, the Mozarts, the Bachs, the Beethovens, the epic songs of the of the, of humankind, these ones that have transcended time and space, Coltrane, or just modern pop music, man. I'm telling you, you, you I'm in a bad mood, I, play, I pop on Taylor Swift, shake it off, like I've told you before, remember, Taylor Swift should be in your head, right? Be your biggest cheerleader, don't, don't be a hater. Because the hater's going to, hey, baby, that song pumps me up. That song connects me. One time I was down and out dealing with like this world of not knowing what I wanted to do creatively, creatively, and people, I didn't feel like I was connecting and resonating in a way and a frequency I wanted to. I played Taylor Swift's song, Shake It Off, and I started crying. I just start, I started crying in my car. Then I started laughing because I'm a grown man crying over Taylor Swift. But something vibrated in me. It, it loosened. It, it shook something. Yoga, the world of yoga. You, everyone knows that's the om. Everyone knows the 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 ideas of oming at least a little. What the what the Eastern philosophies say is that that is a resonance. That is the frequency and the connection frequency of the earth itself, which seems crazy, which seems a little woo woo. Like I just got a singing bowl for Christmas, and I'm really enjoying the ideas of sitting down with a singing bowl. It's the ones where you just make a circle with the wand, and it it vibrates, it resonates, and it starts to vibrate you. I've done a gong meditation where the vibrations from the gong. S- seemed to f- unlock just feels I don't I, you know whatever it would probably had it, I'm sure it had a lot of science involved in it but at the time I just enjoyed it I literally felt like I was vibrating and that was an amazing thing so all of these connections all of these meanings these moments these these experiences that we have with sound you know is is wild to think about when you break it down so the effects of it what it is it's a vibration it is a vibration it is sending a standing wave through the medium of air and you think about this idea <clears throat> the idea of like overtones something like a guitar string there's all these different overtones there's ways that the song re- that the sound results and they create these standing waves, you know, and these relative frequencies, our overtones, can also create what's called timber. Just the slight little variations of literally playing the same note. A C is a C, regardless what instrument you do it on. A C on a piano, a violin, a guitar, a flute, a harmonica, they all have a different feel, to, feel you know. They, they have a different resonance, and you connect with some, you don't connect with others. The timber of this is what it's called. It's this perceptional quality of the sound that tells us apart from all these different instruments. And it deals with physics, man. It, you know, it's like it, this vibration the resonance of everything us figuring out a way to create different vibes to create different vibrations and that word is used when you talk about people like I like their vibe they put off a good vibration a good frequency you know the deeper I get into this eastern world of yoga and philosophy that that is a that is a common theme but science also says the idea is that we are in a constant state of vibration that the symphony of our atoms is playing out right in front of us in this constant quantum motion of everything string theory that was part of the unifying theory that Einstein started trying to discuss is pretty much using it almost like an analogy of oscillating strings like a guitar that certain atoms certain quarks certain electrons oscillate and vibrate at different keys per se you know like a c or an a or an f or an f sharp whatever and those oscillations fold and mold together to create the symphony of the now create the symphony of the thing that it is right now and that's amazing to think about that these atomic elements this star debris the star energy all this stuff that we are a part of allows us to connect with us you know it, it is this is nature being played out and the, the the notes the the strings the symphony of the orchestra that is the cells that is called Alex Holfeld is right here right now 
sharing his imagination with you, sharing my creative endeavor, sharing what's in my brain, trying to do this. And I maybe can, right? I'm trying. I, I hope I do. I hope that I can take this feeling because it's this fuzzy, warm feeling when I think about the beauty of music, when I think about the beauty of beauty. And I can put it into my microphone and share it with you via the wonders of technology that humans have created and change your brain. The neuroplasticity of your mind is changing up right now. And that's something to think about. So sit and ponder for a split second here as I start talking and getting going. As I get going, right, we're 15 minutes in. If I'm not already, keep going. I always apologize for the fast talk, homies, but this is kind of how it comes out. If I slow it down, it doesn't feel as good. So I'm sorry if you have to, if it's a little quick for you, but let's do this. So what I love thinking about is these ideas of your favorite song, your favorite jam, a moment in time where music, sound, vibrations, language even, poetry, the Carl Sagan's pale blue dot, a certain tone, a vibration, a frequency, whatever, that something has changed your life. That frequency in essence is the frequency that it is here on earth, which is kind of cool to think about. So we talk about the connections of the grandest story ever told, the story of the Big Bang, these amazing atomic elements that have gone upwards and outwards and onwards for 13.7 billion years. And a tiny little variation after it's gone through the ages of darkness and the, the, the stars and the colossal explosions of the supernova. For, speaking of that, you see that science just found and actually got their first energy light, light, uh, light graph from a supernova explosion using the Kepler telescope. Pretty sweet. You know, all these different, these, these things, these atoms have been on this journey that somehow co-accreted, coalesced in the Orion Nebula 4.5 billion years, 5 billion years ago to form up the sun. There were little remainder of debris left over to make the Earth, right? And the Earth's atoms go through all this and through the dairy various amounts of random occurrences, chances, science, evolution of the planet, evolution of life, we create an ecosystem and a biosphere that has created the earth that existing right outside my window. This earth at this massive lake with this water, with the oxygen in the atmosphere, which I've done shows on all of them, the wonders, the perfectly tailor-made you know, tapestry for life, right? It's an arena. It is this beautiful place that is allowing us to be what it is, that you get to be a ball of intergalactic star debris energized by starlight, this starlight and star debris that can personify emotions. I am I am moving my vocal cords because I have ATP and I can control different functions of my body. I'm, I'm This is sunlight, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing starlight at you because you can't create nor destroy energy. You can only convert it. So that energy is used to move my matter, use these atoms that have been here forever, for, for all time. This is, this is energy from the dawn of time itself, right? You can't create it or destroy it. So all the energy is here. You know, you've done that. The, the energy you feel, whatever, whatever it may be, the energy that you feel in a concert has been here for such an incredibly long period of time. It's been here for as long as we can comprehend. And now think of it this way. Think of the earth, the sounds, everything that you think about, the language, the vibrations, the poetry, all of these things take place because of this, because of this journey, because of the story. You know, speed of sound here on earth is, is, is finite in essence. The speed of sound at sea level, assuming an air condition of air, air temperature of 59 degrees Fahrenheit, 15 degrees Celsius, is 762.2 miles per hour or 1,225 kilometers per hour. That speed would change on Mars. It would change on Venus. It would change on any of the surrounding planets or moons around us. It would not exist in the vacuum of space, right? And you understand this. It, it seems crazy maybe to think about for some of you, but that's what helium and the helium and is it barium that you can inhale? You've ever seen, most people have seen helium or inhaled helium from a balloon and you get the real squeaky little ice. It's really fun. You know, you get all up here and you're really high. 
that I used to I, I was taught I think incorrectly as a from a teacher one day that it uh it, it blocked out the low frequencies of your voice and only allowed the high frequencies to go that's not true it just changes the medium that is filling up your lungs so instead of pressing the atmosphere that is now I'm pretty much uh, I am throwing hydrogen over the larynx making it vibrate in that so the notes are not changing the the wave itself from my larynx is not changing but the medium at which it's traveling through is lighter so that atmo that that sound wave can travel faster can reach my ear at a faster frequency and then i perceive it as that i perceive it as higher barium does the opposite it's a heavier gas gas will move slower through the heavier element therefore it would slow down and be really really deep in barium you know that's it's really crazy jimmy fallon had some funny episode videos on that as it goes so that's a big part of this, right? That the, the 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 beautiful tones, the perfect song, your favorite jam, your favorite whatever is a part of this earth. It's been on this earth, but it would sound differently if it wasn't on this planet, right? And it's, there's so many different ways that go into this. All of it. It's like the earth itself is the muse. The frequency of the muse, the evolution over this time has personified and co-accreted and condensed down into forming a creature that is us. This homo sapien that not only is the dawn of pinnacles of all things, everything evolution. You know, we have this amazing brain we have figured out ways to to like recreate the vibrations of it the the primordial sounds and rhythms of our earth the, the seasons the everything is a cycle everything is this rhythmic circle over time your blood your 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 heartbeat your brain your voice all of it you are a symphony you have the ability just to take this or and you're you're an infinite neuroplastic creature that can learn skills you can pick up an instrument and you can do this and that's when we're connect to this that's when we get into it music is music and it's wonderful but it's grander and the greatest scale imaginable when you think about how it's intertwined with our history when it's intertwined with earth and life and all of it we have the ability to create we have the ability to imagine and be curious we have figured out ways to take a, a all the atoms on earth and mold them and manipulate them into instruments instruments in all different size shapes colors and then the humans can take it and we can figure it out and we can organize it and we you know two waves that don't 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 link up as a note waves that link up different pitches can create not just a note but a song songs and melodies and rhythms you can create an entire genre of the of grand practitioners of their craft pull them together to create a symphony this wonderful symphony that if you've ever been there if you've ever had a chance to see it it is powerful i'm not a huge classical music person but I can think of many times in life where songs have moved me to move me to a to a state of of crying or emotion. I went to the Chicago Symphony one time, and I you just you have this feel, right? You have this emotional state that you feel. Some people I I know have gotten emotional during uh, sound meditations of gongs and other different baths, and you can get as woo woo as you want with it. This is just what's happening to humans, right? And I can remember a really powerful time when I first saw The Lion King and The Lion King on Broadway. It was uh, it's an amazing production that I hope a lot of people got to see who listen to this. And the first song the circle of life which is my jam right the circle it is it, it's it's biology it's really thank you elton john for that song but the opening scene like the it's this explosion of sound and colors and and dancing and 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 all kinds of costumes and wonder and they're running around and all of a sudden i just start crying i just started just just kind of not weeping but like tears were running down my face and my friend was like are you crying i'm like yeah i don't know why they're not tears of sadness they're just this connection you know songs and movies can uh, the song is so important right you know like the, the 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 deep sounds of fear the high sounds of happiness and how they can all intertwine and inter in, can, can co-accrete and condense 
sentence down to form up whatever it is that you want. So that is everything. You think of a song as just a musical note, something that you like, but the amount of practice, time, energy, atoms, the generations upon generations of the human mind passing down the story and the, and the skills of how to play those musics and someone's creative endeavor, taking all of their inner workings of their life and their feelings and their vibes and their days and their moments and their talents, figuring out a way to organize them, put them down, record them onto the technologies of the modern day, uh, change them, adapt them, whether it's pop music, the poppiest, most disgusting pop music you could ever imagine, or you know the, 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 the more intensive you know box and classical symphonies or the playing outside the jazz and all that. Whatever, whatever that is, it connects us. It's a primal instinct to feel the ideas, feel the vibrations of it. And now we also can see that the vibrations and the sounds that exist today are a part of this planet. They are here and they sound this way because of the earth and the life and the thing that is here today. Change the atmosphere, change the composition, change whatever. You're changing the sound of it. So all of them are the songs of earth, are the songs of humans, are the songs of it, the songs of nature, right? You know, the beauty of the, the connection you feel when you feel a, a whale song, when you feel a, shout out the Freestyle Friday, when you feel a... You know, just like these sounds of nature, and it's just, it, it's something connects us to it. The vibrations and the language of nature, the symphony of the now connects us to the now. It changes the now. It makes the now a part of us, and that is a beautiful thing. So music is beautiful. We are beautiful. Our curiosity is beautiful. Go forth and use these amazing adaptations. Use these appendages. Use this mind to learn a new skill, to connect to it. And the next time you hear your favorite song, think of the generations, the billions and billions of years that it took for those notes to somehow condense down to organize, to compress down into the symphony, into the pop song, into the jam that is your favorite tune, and enjoy your favorite song, baby, because life is a life is a rock. Life, life is a rock. Life is rock and roll. Life is amazing. Life is beautiful. Life is music, man. Let's do this. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your week. Peace. All right, so before you take off in that, hopefully you're enjoying the show, you're digging what we're throwing down here, trying to learn and get more curious in our everyday lives. I would love it if you guys could reach out to me, figure out a way to contact me. Best way is beautifuldustbecks at gmail.com. It's always an easy way. You can hook up with the Freestyle Friday if you want your three words to be used in the next freestyle flow. Also, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash beautifuldustbecks, Instagram, beautifuldustbecks, and Twitter is at Alex Hofeld. Or all of this website is stuff, show notes at alexhofeld.com. Please contact me. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you're enjoying for good or for bad or for ugly. If you want to just rap and chat and talk about the ever-expanding human experience that is this dustbeck living, let me know. All right. Have a great week, peeps.